0: Every story starts somewhere. In this podcast, we'll take you to the four corners of Ireland, from craggy cliffs and bare-topped hills, to bog-drowned fields and sacred wells. Who knows where we'll end up? In the 1930s, the National Folklore Commission asked school all over the country to collect stories and folklore in their local area. Thousands of children went home to their parents, grandparents, and neighbours, and gathered tales of the past from their elders. These were local tales about magical hills, miraculous lakes, and life-saving wells dotted across the landscape. These stories form the basis for our adventure. But come with us now as we join our storyteller. I wonder where we will begin today? This is where the story begins.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Paddy once again, and uh, well, let's just say my eyes are are often drawn to this place as I as I make my way down home to to County Kerry, and I thought I'd tell you a little bit about it. So the ruins are of a castle they stand pretty lonely they look to me anyway on the banks of the river shannon but don't be mistaken listener i've not brought you to the ruins of the most important castle on the shannon no i haven't even brought you to the ruins of the most important castle in county limerick nevertheless i have brought you somewhere special so carriga is one of the ancestral seats of the O'Connell clan if there's any o- O'Connell listeners out there and it's found just outside the small village of Clarina a village I often passed through when on my way home from college in Limerick as a, as a younger man and still sometimes if I take the bus down to Kerry and the ruins they stand pretty precarious and they're crumbling a bit they're on top of a, an ancient volcanic rock and in its heyday, the castle was a gift of the King of Thomond around 1202, to the O'Connells. And it remained the plaything of kings until a Dutch general uh, decided to blow it up, essentially. He put a lot of gunpowder in it and blew it up. And that was around the time of the Second Siege of Limerick. Our concern isn't really with the history of the place, though. It's rather with the history that limerick mothers and there uh, I know many good limerick mothers very uh, and these limerick mothers they whispered to their children these stories in ages long past of an enormous witch a candle and a troop of brave warriors known as Nafinia so Grania was a hag she was an enormous witch and she perched on a rock Beside the Shannon for many years. Her hair was black it was a twisted mess and it covered her whole body. Her nose was a whirly swirly kind of root-like looking thing and at the tips of her double jointed fingers were not ordinary nails but massive spikes. Her gaze was terrible for her eyes were like gaping chasms into hell most horrible was the stink of her breath that made birds drop from the sky. Her idea of a hobby was to cause death suddenly, without warning, to otherwise healthy, happy people in the prime of their lives. For this, she had a magic candle made from her own hair, the spleens of badgers and stoats, gone off stout hurtful lies told to those in mourning, and the fumes that came up from the chimneys of fairy mounds. For a candle-holder, she had the skull of a man betrayed by his true love. She thought it great fun to put the candle on the top of her rock and watch the people drop like flies. Before too long, though, the whole of County Limerick became a no-man's land, where even the High King feared to go and word came to Finn McCool that something simply must be done. Finn McCool sucked his magic thumb in which resided all of the knowledge and wisdom of the universe and he determined that Regan, or Reagan as they'd say in the States, would be a man for the job. Not much is known about Reagan except that he had with him a magic cap given to him by the druid Kuno of Lochle, the working of the magic was unknown to Regan at the time. All he had been told by the druid was, "You'll know what to do with it when the time comes." But when Reagan reached Limerick, it soon became clear how the cap worked for any time a beam of light would fall on Regan the hat. Would come alive on his head, fidgeting and foostering its way down over Reagan's eyes. Imagine a more lively version of the sorting hat, and you're halfway there. Steep were the volcanic rocks as Reagan made his way up Carrigogunnel, and most of the time he was completely blind. The hag was so cocksure, so prideful, so full of hubris. She had never expected anyone to make it up the rock. She hadn't planned for this, that's for sure. Regan snatched the candle from the hag's grasp and flung it into the shannon, where it hissed and gurgled its hot way down beneath the dark waters. Regan now prepared himself for the fight of his life, as the hag clawed and bit at him. But the magic hat jumped into the air, becoming larger and bigger like St. Bridget's cloak. And when it was about as big as a man, it swallowed the hag whole, and the witch tried to beat her way out of the massive garment. But then the cap got smaller and smaller until a cracking was heard. And then with the witch maimed, the hat once again retreated to Regan's head. Regan decided to leave quickly while the witch was incapacitated, and he climbed quickly down the rock face. As Regan ran through the countryside, the witch made one last attempt at his life. She, with the last of her strength, threw a massive boulder at the Fenian, which narrowly missed him. Regan then returned to Finn, and all Ireland stood amazed to hear that the candle and the witch were no more so that is the history of brave Reagan and the Hag of Corrigal I know right now we are asking ourselves should we or shouldn't we wear a mask outside I'm not going to tell you which to do for that you go to the hsc.ie or the government website I will say though that when you see people wearing their masks outside, instead of maybe being a bit judgmental about it, I don't know, you might think of Reagan and his magic hat that did so much to protect him and in its way saved an entire county.
0: joining us on this episode of where the story begins brought to you by the National Leprechaun Museum. You can find out more about this story, this place and many others by checking out the website of the National Folklore Collection, duchas.ie. That's d u c h a s . i e. You can also find out more about this place on loganim.ie, the place names database of Ireland. That's logain M.ie. The National Leprechaun Museum celebrates Irish folklore and mythology through the oral storytelling tradition. You can find us on Jervis Street in Dublin, Ireland, and on leprechaunmuseum.ie. today's shamfuckle on road is masse le dinair da on naderche a lor alasse the very thing a person dreads most in the world could be the best thing for him